a Monday morning, and you know what that means, dreamers. Welcome back to the Isolation Station of Love. This is Daz Does Disney, and I'm your host. It's me. It's me. It's the D.O.Z. Landon the Daz Done, kicking your week off the right way with a little bit of Disney news coming out of the House of the Mouse in Orlando, Florida. We're talking Walt Disney World. Hopefully, you had a great week, and this week, it's going to be even better. All about positivity here on Daz Does Disney. Disney. Uh, me personally, I uh, have an upset tummy. Uh, had uh, Taco Bell for dinner last night. Um, uh, I'm discovering at the uh, ripe old age of 38, I no longer have the constitution to have Taco Bell for dinner. So uh, that uh, that one, that's on me. But uh, we're not here to talk about my poor decisions. Um, uh, I don't know. Maybe we'll talk about some poor decisions later on in the show that I uh, have made in the past. Um, we are going to try something new at the end of the show. We call that a tease in the business. But before we get to the end of the show, we got to get to the middle part of the show where we talk about Disney news. And before we get to the middle part of the show where we talk about Disney news, we got to do this week in Disney history. Turn down for what? Still doesn't make a damn bit of sense that I used uh, Lil John for this uh, sounder. Uh, this week in Disney history, we're going to be looking at September 17th, which is the uh, day we are recording this very fine podcast, going all the way through September the 23rd. And uh, why don't we kick it off on September 17th in the year 2019? After being removed in July, the Tomorrowland marquee makes its return to the Magic Kingdom with a brand new look. Now, uh, this is the look that a lot of people say looks like a uh, cup holder. Uh, to the point that I think I have seen some people Photoshop it to hold like a big gulp from uh, 7-Eleven on the internet. So uh, there you go. I know at one point uh, Justin Monorail had some uh, strong opinions about the uh, Tomorrowland marquee in uh, Magic Kingdom, but it officially made its debut on September 17th of 2019. Uh, September 19th, 2001, uh, the Walt Disney One Man's Dream attraction has a soft opening at Disney MGM Studios. Uh, taking guests on a journey from Walt Disney's birth in 1901 to his career and future plans for the Walt Disney Company, this attraction will be formally dedicated on December 5th. Um, I've done the One Man Dream attract, or excuse me, the One Man's dream attraction got to put that apostrophe in there it's very important um and i think it's a cool little attraction especially if you are a fan of the story of walt if you're a fan of the history of the walt disney world company and plus you get to see some cool like uh yes thank you zoe uh behind the scenes type things uh mock-ups of attractions plus nowadays it has uh props and costumes from new or new-ish Disney movies that are in theaters. I know the Haunted Mansion currently is being displayed with some of the costumes from that movie. So I think uh, I think that's a pretty cool little thing. Plus, it has air conditioning and seats, so you can uh, get out of the sun and uh, the AC. Always a uh, winning combination when it's a bazillion degrees in Orlando, Florida. September 20th, 1996, uh, Illuminations, a series of nightly fireworks shows at uh, Epcot, uh, comes to a close. Uh, it replaced Laserphonic Fantasy, Illuminations first debuted in 1988. And uh, just a little heads up, 
we have a lot of Illuminations news in this week in Disney history because apparently this week was uh, Illumination decision-making time uh, when it comes to Disney. But uh, September 20th, 2003, a sneak peek at the new Mickey's Philhar Magic takes place for annual and premium annual pass holders at the Magic Kingdom. Meanwhile, over at Epcot, construction begins on Soren. Um, two things about this story. I am a big fan of Philhar Magic, and I love the fact that Disney is continuing to update this attraction and include new music from new movies uh, throughout the years. And again, air conditioning and seating. Big fan of those down in Orlando, Florida. And speaking on Soaring, um, just a heads up, Soaring Over California is going to be coming to Epcot here shortly for a limited time run, says Disney. So uh, if you and your party are going to be down in Epcot and want to uh, partake in Soaring Over California, you're going to have your chance. Or don't be surprised when you're going over California as opposed to around the world. So if you're a fan of uh, bendy Eiffel Towers, I'm afraid I got some bad news for you. Uh, September 20th, uh, 2021, Epcot launches its newest restaurant, Space 2020, to the general public. Executives from Disney and the Patina Restaurant Group join Mickey and Minnie Mouse in a ribbon-cutting and grand opening ceremony. Just a minute walk from Test Track, guests can dine on a menu featuring modern American cuisine, cocktails, and a wide selection of craft beer. Um, I can't believe it's uh, been, what, uh, already two years since Space 2020 opened, and uh, it's a restaurant I've yet to uh, try out either the menu or the bar because uh, I remember when it first launched, reviews weren't all that hot, mainly because of the price point. So uh, I'd be interested to see if it's improved any over the last two years. So uh, you, the lovely listener, get at me on the socials and give me your thoughts on uh, Space 2020. Wait, I thought it was Space 220. What the H? A few moments later. It is Space 220. Ah, oh, man. The website that I used to get my notes from just made me sound like a fool there for a second. But not so fast, my fr... You know what? I'm not going to make any references to college football. It's still sore after last night. Had to be a better way for me to phrase that. Anyway, moving on. September 21st, 1996. Illuminations 25, a new show to celebrate Walt Disney World's 25th anniversary, makes its debut at Epcot, although it will have an official premiere in October. Staying with Illuminations, this time on September 22nd in the year 1999, Illuminations 2000, Reflections of Earth, begins thrilling Epcot guests with a soft opening. It will officially debut on October 1st. The nightly show utilizes fireworks, pyrotechnics, laser lighting, and fountains to create a visual production on the park's World Showcase Lagoon. Illuminations 2000, Reflections of Earth, is a part of the Walt Disney World Millennium Celebration, but will be so successful that after the celebration ends, the uh, 2000 will be dropped from the name and the show will continue as just Illuminations, Reflections of Earth. Um, yeah, you have to remember around the turn of the century, that was when everything was getting branded, you know, 2000, like Illuminations, 2000, Reflections of Earth, uh, um, Techno Team, 2000, um, The Legion of Doom, 2000. Okay, I'm going to stop with the wrestling references, I promise. September 22nd, 2015, the uh, Indiana Jones-themed Jock Lindsay's Hangar Bar opens at the then Downtown Disney at 11.30 a.m. 
Uh, featuring an expansive bar with aviation decor and seating for 150 guests, the uh, new lounge is tucked in between uh, Paradiso 37 and the Boathouse Restaurant. Uh, Jock Lindsay's Hangar Bar is part of the largest expansion in downtown Disney history, which will see it transform the area into Disney Springs. Um, if you've listened to this podcast... If you've listened to uh, previous Disney podcasts that I've been on, um, you know that I am a big fan of Jock Lindsay. I consider it a must-do whenever I'm down in Orlando, Florida. Um, and I look forward to trying to go to Jock Lindsay when I'm down in November because uh, whether it be the ambiance, whether it be the food and drink options, though I am kind of sore, uh, but being completely honest, uh, their beer options have been kind of lacking here recently the last few times I've been down um, uh, they don't have Kungalush anymore which uh, kind of grinds my gears but I digress Jock Lindsay's still a great place to go you and your family go get some adult beverages and they got a really awesome like a uh, it's a combination of a giant pretzel and a charcuterie board really really good stuff um, uh, September 23rd 1980 Big Thunder Mountain Railroad attraction makes its debut at Walt Disney World with a soft opening. Uh, designed by Imagineer T to the B, Tony Baxter, and ride design engineer Bill Watkins, it has been manufactured by Aerodynamics, uh, which is a roller coaster design company based in Clearfield, Utah. Fun fact. That's not really that fun of a fact. Uh, nearly a mirror image of the Disneyland version, Florida's Big Thunder Mountain Railroad will have its official opening in November. Now, here is a fun fact about Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. I love that ride. Well, that's not that fun of a fact, again, because, you know, who doesn't love Big Thunder? But the fun fact about this is the next time you're on that attraction, you know, the part where it has, like, the bunny hops uh, and then you see the possum? That's my favorite part of the ride, because I love that dang possum that's just hanging there. So when you see that possum, you think of me. <laughs> and uh, finally, September 23rd, 2001, uh, the Walt Disney One Man's Dream, again, the apostrophe so important, uh, showing... Uh, memorabilia or memoriabilia uh, about Walt Disney's career and heritage to the public for the first time officially opens at Disney MGM. The attraction had its soft opening, as we previously talked about, over the last few days and will officially, again, be dedicated October 1st for the start of the Walt Disney World's 100 Years of Magic celebration. So uh, that is this week in Disney history. So uh, let's get into the Disney news. And uh, my biggest takeaway... From what happened this last week down at the House of the Mouse is um, uh, if you're a fan of Encanto and meet and greets, boy, do I have some good news for you because uh, Mirabelle has finally made her debut in the Magic Kingdom uh, and appearance times have been officially listed on the Walt Disney World website and the My Disney Experience app. Now, um, uh, Mirabelle is doing her meet and greet where Mira duh was formally doing her meet and greet. But Mir uh, Mirada is still in the park. I believe she's uh, meeting and greeting people in uh, Liberty Square area. Um, double check with cast members on that. They would probably know more than some uh, doofus on a podcast. But uh, while these meet and greet times are accurate for the day that uh, this article was posted on September 15th, again, Check the My Disney Experience app on the day that you and your party are visiting. But on September 15th, you know what? I'm going to pull up my handy dandy My Disney Experience and see what the posted times are 
on September 17th, the day we're recording this podcast. This is some real-time stuff, ladies and gentlemen. Twelve seconds later. Okay, Showtime's posting for September 17th. You got 9 a.m., 9.45, 10.30, noon, 12.45, 2 p.m., 2.45, 3.15, and 3.45. So um, comparing that to the times that were posted on the 15th, um, uh, that looks like what they're going to be going forward, at least for now. Again, this is a new meet and greet in the Magic Kingdom. Uh, we saw crazy long lines on the social media for this highly anticipated meet and greet. Mirabelle, very popular character from a very popular movie in Encanto. Uh, the meet and greet is in the reimagined fairytale garden in Fantasyland. That's gonna be right near Cosmic Rays, uh, Starlight Cafe, if you know that area, kind of just uh, tucked away, tucked behind uh, Cinderella Castle. So just to kind of give you a reference where it is again if you knew where uh Mirita's meet and greet was it's exactly there it's it's in that spot but they've uh you know redesigned the area so it looks like uh, the house of the family magical but that's not the only encanto news when it comes to the magic kingdom uh, yes we can't actually talk about him and i'm not the first and i'm not the last uh hack podcaster that's going to make that reference uh we finally got to see bruno make his debut in the magic kingdom not in a meet and greet capacity though we got to see bruno take part in the disney adventure friends cavalcade he actually took uh mirabelle's spot in the cavalcade so uh Bruno is there. So uh, I love the fact that uh, Disney is finally getting more and more uh, Encanto presence in the parks. Um, as I've said before, I'm a, a big Encanto or Encanto fan. Um, uh, and Disney, it seems like they're going to be going more and more with Encanto because they know that there are people like me who enjoy that movie because uh, Disney has put out an audition call for Luisa for, quote, future special events. Uh, here is the casting notice. And uh, no, since I don't have Jay or Steffers to play off of, I'm not going to do the, you know, uh, acting it out and stuff like that that I used to do. Uh, quote, uh, Disney Live Entertainment is seeking Disney character lookalikes for the role of Louisa as depicted in the Walt Disney Animation Studios film Encanto. The role is, again, for potential future special events. This is what Disney is seeking an energetic and expressive candidates who are between 5'10 and 6'1 with warm, engaging, and outgoing personalities to portray Louisa, who is sensitive and giving. Louisa is proud to shoulder the weight of her family's burdens. With her gift of incredible strength, she looks after the madrigals and the town folk, but also enjoys a chance to relax once in a while. So, if that is you, if uh, that is somebody you know, if that is uh, you or somebody you know that uh, wants to live or is currently living in the Orlando area, um, uh, maybe holler at Disney and go hit up their uh, website because, uh, you know, you could be the next or the first, as a matter of fact, Louisa, for, again, future special events. I'm curious what these, quote, future special events would be, but, uh, again, I think it's cool that uh, Disney is putting more and more Encanto presence in the parks. And we got an update to a story we talked about last week, talking about how uh, Disney is going to have uh, extended evening hours for Animal Kingdom. Not only has uh, Disney confirmed those reports, Disney has given us dates and hours of operation for the extended evening hours, as well as uh, looks like the attractions that will be running 
during the extended evening hours. Uh, extended evening hours for Animal Kingdom will be offered on November 8th, November 22nd, December 4th, and December 28th. So as of now, just four extended evening hour offerings are being, well, offered for... Uh, <laughs> for Disney's Animal Kingdom. But I do think it's cool that Disney is, you know, actually doing this. And those four dates are going to start at seven and end at nine. So again, you're getting two additional hours if you're staying at a deluxe or participating resort that gives you the option to participate in the extended evening hours. Now, the attractions that will be up and running uh, during these extended evening hours are going to be, thankfully, Avatar Flight of Passage, Dinosaur, Expedition Everest, It's Tough to Be a Bug, Navi River Journey, and the Triceratops Spin. Plus, you're going to be able to meet Disney pals at the Adventure Outpost. So that means there's going to be no option for a uh, late night safari, which I get, you know, um, the animals do have to rest and it'd probably be very intrusive and maybe kind of dangerous to drive around in the dark in a uh, in, in, in the safari and uh, no shows like Festival of the Lion King. So other than that, I mean, like I said, I'm very glad that Flight of Passage is going to be up and running. Otherwise, it'd be kind of a, kind of a lackluster offering, if I'm being completely honest. I mean, I love me some Expedition Everest, but generally you can you can kind of get on Expedition Everest and go see my boy Disco Yete uh, pretty quickly. But yeah, again, I think it's cool that Disney is going to be starting doing uh, extended evening hours for participating hotels at uh, Disney's Animal Kingdom because, uh, you know, Pandora at night is really cool and being able to see Pandora really at night, I think, is going to be really awesome. So uh, very, uh, very jealous of those of you that are going to get to participate in that. So if I was actually good at podcasting, I guess I would have lumped this story in when I was talking about the Mirabelle meet and greet because this is an update for some more meet and greet news. Uh, last week we saw the debut in Epcot of the Figment meet and greet and we saw lines reach three plus hours because this was an extremely popular meet and greet with an extremely popular debut. So much so that Disney had to adjust meet and greet times for Figment. Originally, the meet and greet window was from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Then Figment went and took a nap, had lunch, whatever. Then came back from 2.30 to 5 p.m. Um, so in total, Figment was there for seven hours. Uh, and at one point, the line was quoted around three hours. Now Disney has updated the meet and greet times uh, starting at 9 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. Then Figment goes to take his Figment nap, uh, comes back goes from 1.30 p.m. to 3.30 p.m. So uh, Figment starts earlier, but ends earlier. So uh, take note on that. Um, uh, I'm guessing we're now in a, at least for now, while the newness is still very much on Figment right now, is the Figment meet and greet something you have to uh, rope drop for? <laughs> you got a rope drop for a uh, meet and greet. It is for Figment. I do get that. But uh, 9 a.m. is when you can start meeting uh, Figment. And he uh, will stop meeting and greeting at 3.30 p.m. So it's been a hot minute since we've talked about this. But since we are in the spooky season down in uh, 
down in Walt Disney World. Do need to give you an update on how we're looking when it comes to Mickey's not-so-scary Halloween party uh, ticket pool. And if you were uh, hoping to get one for the month of September, I'm afraid I got some bad news for you because as of this recording, September 17th, every single September party has been sold out. And uh, if you're wanting to get in in October, your options are limited at this point. Again, as of the 17th of September, the only dates left for Mickey's Not So Scary for this year are going to be Tuesday, October the 3rd, Friday, October the 20th, Sunday, October the 22nd, Friday, October the 27th, Sunday, October the 29th, and then inexplicably, it keeps going, Wednesday, November the 1st. So let me do some quick counting. You got one, two, three, four, five, six. Is that right? Yeah, you got six not-so-scary party options left for this spooky season if you and your party have yet to get your ticket prices. And uh, the cheapest ticket option you're looking at is going to be in that 169 ticket range, going all the way up to $199 for the... November 1st, Halloween party. Uh, again, I just want to point out Halloween's gone by that point. Anyway, um, so yeah, you have six options left if you've yet to get your tickets. I've said it last year, and I've said it several times this year. Um, this is going to be a sellout party, so get your tickets while you can. And speaking of the spooky season down in the Magic Kingdom, and uh, if you're a fan of uh, popcorn buckets or collecting popcorn buckets, uh, this is some uh, good news for you. Uh, it seems like the uh, Skeleton Mickey popcorn bucket is being offered in the Magic Kingdom, just period, not necessarily exclusively in the not-so-scary Halloween party. Um, uh, it looks like it is being sold at the popcorn stand in the hub in front of Cinderella Castle in Frontierland near Big Thunder Mountain Railroad, and in Fantasyland near Gaston's Tavern. Um, now, it's, it's, it's likely being sold at other locations as well, so keep your eyes uh, open as you walk throughout the Magic Kingdom. Obviously, keep your eyes open as you walk throughout the Magic Kingdom, otherwise you're going to trip and fall and hurt somebody. But particularly for this Skeleton Mickey popcorn bucket, if this is something you think you want uh, to collect, because I... Like, I I think I think Disney popcorn buckets are pretty cool, um, and this is a pretty cool one. Um, I will note uh, it is a limit of two popcorn buckets per person per transaction, uh, and it retails for twenty four dollars. But we do know how uh, <clears throat> some people can work around the uh, limits per person per transaction because we see them with uh, baby strollers and uh, giant duffel bags full of them on social media. So uh, just FYI, um, uh, I have a feeling that this is going to be something that as we get closer and closer to Halloween, uh, will sell out more and more. So if this is something that you want to bring home and, you know, add to your Halloween decorations, um, maybe get it sooner rather than later. I'm not going to say it's going to sell out to the uh, speed that the not-so-scary tickets did, but uh, I do think it could start selling out. Speaking of stuff selling out, um, even though we are in the spooky season, we still have to keep an eye towards the next uh, holiday coming. Um, well, the next holiday coming that has a ticketed after hour event. Sorry, Thanksgiving. We still don't have Mickey's uh, totally turkey 
throwdown party yet. Uh, we got Mickey's very merry Christmas party, though, and opening night of that party has already sold out. So, again, kind of like we saw with Not So Scary, I do think, again, we are going to see these party nights start to sell out more and more. Uh, me and the Spokenot Girlfriend, we already got our tickets for when we're going down in November for our party night. But as of now, uh, the day we're recording, September 17th, <clears throat> excuse me, the November 9th party has sold out. As of now, still tons of options to get you and your party in. Uh, I mean, from November 10th all the way through December 22nd, tons of uh, options still left. Um, uh, Price point, uh, you do still have some of the cheaper options. And when I say cheaper, that's relatively speaking. Uh, the cheaper option <clears throat> is $159 for adults, $149 for kids. And if you are an annual pass holder or a DVC member, you can get your $10 discount on some of these uh, party nights as well. But if you want to spend a little bit more money on something that costs $160 a head, uh, Disney has announced that Minnie's wonderful Christmas time firework dessert party is making it through turn for 2023 and reservations are opening up this month uh that's right if you and your party want to spend even more money starting september 28th 2023 reservations will be bookable for the events starting on november 9th well the event starts on november 9th but the party for the 9th is sold out in a press release from disney it says quote sweeten your night at mickey's very merry christmas party with this holly jolly premium experience uh, once again on select nights from november 9th through december 22nd this delightfully festive dessert party gives guests like you with visions of sugar plums dancing in their heads the chance to treat their senses to fa la la fantastic views for oh my god disney for fantastic views of holiday fireworks bursting high above cinderella castle but that's not all there's even more in store for you and yours before minnie's wonderful christmas time fireworks show that's a mouthful uh you will discover a bountiful dessert buffet featuring chocolate dipped strawberries and mini french silk pies holiday inspired sweets such as candy cane tarts a selection of cheeses uh, and refreshing beverages, including an assortment of beer and wine for guests ages 21 and over with valid form of identification. As the showtime nears, cast members will escort you to a prime standing area in the East Plaza Garden for priority viewing of the nighttime fireworks spectacular. Then, watch in amazement as the skies ignite and Cinderella Castle glows with enchanting illuminations. Now, it did say select party nights, and uh, the party that will be offering the Minnie's Wonderful Christmas Time Firework Dessert Party uh, are going to be November 9th, 10th, 13th, 14th, 16th, 17th, 19th, 21st, 22nd, 26th, 28th, and the 30th. Then in December, it's the 1st, the 3rd, the 5th, the 7th, the 8th, the 10th, the 12th, the 14th, the 15th, the 17th, the 19th, the 21st, and then finally the 22nd. Now you might be asking yourself, um, uh, how much is this premium on a premium event going to run me? Uh, 
prices for adults ages 10 and up are going to be $99 a person, and children ages 3 to 9 is going to be $59. Uh, the event location, uh, the dessert party is going to be held at the Tomorrowland Terrace Restaurant at Magic Kingdom Parks, and then the firework viewing is again in the Plaza Garden, and uh, Check-in time is at the entrance to the Tomorrowland Terrace restaurant one and a half hours before the firework party begins. Um, and you can head to uh, Disney's website to uh, make advanced reservations. And remember, a valid admission for Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party on the same night is required and not included in the price of the dessert party. I've never done any of these, uh, whether it be for uh, Minnie's wonderful Christmas time fireworks uh, or the uh, not so scary version. I've, I've never done any of the dessert party. I'm curious if you, the lovely listener, have, if you think it's worth it, uh, if you think it's a ripoff. I'd be curious to get your opinions on that. So uh, get at me on the uh, socials uh, at Does Does Disney, at Land Does, and uh, give me your opinions on those because. Uh, one of the knights that is uh, participating, I happen to be down there. So, you know, there you go. I say that not implying that I'm definitely going to be signing up, but I do have the option if I want to throw 200 more dollars at something. I'm already dropping like $300 for whatever. Uh, positivity <laughs> just does Disney. <laughs> A couple more little uh, Disney World news tidbits I want to uh, mention. Um, uh, if you're a fan of Narcuzzi, unfortunately, if you and your party are going to be down there uh, through mid-October, they're saying Narcuzzi is not going to be a dining option because Disney put out a statement saying that Narcuzzi is going to be closed for some updates. Disney says in a statement, quote, we recently introduced an enhanced interior and menu offering at Narcuzzi's and we'll be making a few more equipment updates. Beginning September 17th, 2023, or yesterday, if you're listening to this on the uh, day the podcast drops, Narcuzzi's will be unavailable. We expect to reopen by mid-October. During this time, we welcome guests to consider other dining locations at Disney's Grand Floridian Resort and Spa, including the signature dining favorite, Citricos, end quote. Never been to Narcuzzi's, never been to Citricos, so uh, to me, this, this isn't much of a uh, loss, oh, uh, but I do know that out there, uh, somebody's favorite restaurant is Narcuzzi. So uh, just want you to be aware of that and uh, hopefully it doesn't impact uh, your next trip down there. And then if uh, you are an annual pass holder, Disney teased that a uh, annual pass holder magnet could be coming soon, and they even did it in an old-timey black-and-white uh, teaser announcement. And uh, this past week, Disney made that announcement saying that a Oswald the Lucky Rabbit annual pass holder magnet will be available at Epcot coming soon. In a statement, Disney says, quote, It is your lucky day, pass holders. In honor of Disney 100, you can pick up an Oswald the Lucky Rabbit magnet. Just hop over <laughs> to Creation Shop at Epcot from September 20th through October 23rd while supplies last. Now, pick up these uh, pass holder magnets. Each pass holder must present and show their valid annual pass card, linked Magic Band, Magic Band Plus, or Disney Mobile Pass, and a government-issued ID to receive the magnet. So, Later this week on uh, Wednesday, as a matter of fact, uh, you can uh, head over to Epcot and get your Oswald the Lucky Rabbit magnet. Uh, I think it's a sharp looking magnet. It's Oswald hanging out in the uh, annual pass holder Walt Disney D that the uh, new AP uh, magnets have have used. Um, I am bummed that 
well, I'm, I'm bummed that I'm not going to be able to get this magnet because I do think it is a sharp magnet. Um, uh, and I'm bummed because Disney is, you know, not offering to mail this to annual pass holders. It's like APs ain't cheap. And, and I mean, I know I'm, I'm not the only one that's not going to be able to get down there and get my magnet. So I know at one point Disney did mail out their, uh, their AP magnets. I know it happened once because I got one through the mail, but I mean, it's, it's, it's cool that they're offering the AP magnets again, but I'm always bummed out when I see it. And then I realize, oh, I don't have a trip planned, so I'm not going to be able to get that. Or it stings even a little bit more when I realize, oh, I'm going to be down like two weeks after this magnet is, is done being offered. And I'm not going to be able to get it. So, uh, yeah, but if you are going to be fortunate enough to get it uh, September 20th through October 23rd, Oswald the Lucky Rabbit AP Magnet will be offered at Creation Shops in Epcot. All right, and that's all the Disney news that I have this week. But I did say at the top I want to try something a little new, a little different uh, at the end of this podcast. And uh, that is going, it's still going to be Disney related. Don't worry. I'm not going, you know, going to make a make a sports podcast and drop it in, in, in your podcast feed. <clears throat> Hi, Jay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, it is still going to be Disney related, but I want to talk about uh, Disney Lorcana. Um, if you're not familiar with Disney Lorcana, think of it like uh, Disney... And Magic the Gathering had a baby. And Disney Lorcana is that baby. Um, if you know anything about me personally, uh, outside of Disney, um, I would say I spend most of my money on Magic cards and bourbon. There's a running joke between me and the smoking Hot Girlfriend that uh, that's that's what she's going to get me for Christmas is, is bourbon and Magic cards. And if that's what I, you know opened uh, under the tree, uh, I would be a happy Landon for Christmas. But uh, in the world of uh, CCGs or collectible card games, which that is what Disney Lorcana is, Lorcana has just taken over. It is caught fire uh, to the point that when it made its debut in brick and mortar at World of Disney in Disney Springs, I remember seeing there were crazy long lines like queued up through Disney Springs, pushing over an hour to get in to World of Disney to buy what turned out to be their limited supply of Disney Lorcana. And I made the joke earlier that people figured out ways to get around, uh, you know, limitations uh, on transactions. No, this was this was one of the items that Disney was very hardcore on setting, uh, you know, two, two of one item per person per transaction. And this sold out immediately at ShopDisney.com when it went live. And on other card websites like Star City Games, uh, TCGPlayer.com, the demand and prices of these cards just keep going up and up to the point that Disney Lorcana has been released to the public and is out in the wild, so to speak. I've yet to see it in a store to the point where I could pick up an item, take it to the register and pay for it and walk out. So I want to ask again, you, the listener, um, do you have any interest in Disney Lorcana? And if so, have you seen it? in the public uh, have, have, have you 
seen it in a spot where you can buy it, where you didn't have to go on a website and pay an exorbitant price. Because I'll tell you, me personally, I was able to buy some of the product and I paid I, I paid more than manufacturer's suggested retail price, and I'll just leave it at that. Um, but there was some news when it comes to Disney Lorcana. Um, they announced that their second set of cards is coming out later this year called Rise of the Floodborne. In an announcement from both Disney and the company that makes and puts out uh, Disney Lorcana, Ravensburger, they say, quote, Illumineers were excited to share the next set release for Disney Lorcana TCG or trading card game. I know I called it a CCG earlier. Rise of the Floodborne. This set dips into the inky origins of Floodborne Glimmers. The six magic links, Amber, Amethyst, Emerald, Ruby, Sapphire, and Steel were released in a mixed up chaotic form resulting in a mysterious flood which damaged the Great Illuminary. When Storyborn or Dreamborn Glimmers encountered the mixed ink, they surged with the power that changes them, transforming them into Floodborn Glimmers. As the magical ink poured out of the Illuminary, treasured lore went with it, including King Triton's powerful trident. Now, I know that sounds like a whole bunch of gobbledygook, and quite frankly, it kind of is, but the lore is it's kind of creating new iterations and taking characters from Disney that we know and love and making new versions and seeing them in different lights. Like, for example, uh, it's been previewed. Uh, there's a Gaston card that's called an intellectual powerhouse. And if you know anything about Gaston, there ain't anything about uh, the Gaston that we know that should be considered intellectual. Uh, there's a version of Belle, who is a hidden archer. Uh, there is a version of Winnie the Pooh that is called a honey wizard. Winnie the Pooh is now a wizard. Uh, in this new set and it looks really dang cool. There's like a play mat and everything and I might have to get that but uh, Rise of the Floodborne is going to feature more than 200 cards with brand new artwork. Some of the artwork is just incredible. If you're a Disney fan, I, I, I really just enjoy going through some of the cards and looking at the art. But fan favorites like Winnie the Pooh and Tiana are going to make their first appearance with six additional Disney stories joining the game's lineup such as Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, Pinocchio, Zootopia, The Great Mouse Detective, The Jungle Book, and Raya and the Last Dragon all making their debut in Lorcana. So I'm and and they're introducing new uh, new game mechanics. Which if 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 there's a big enough demand for it, um, I guess we could talk about that in future podcasts. But I just want to talk about how Lorcana is already going to be putting out its second set in Rise of the Floodborne. Uh, the product is going to be launching at local game stores on November 17th and then a wider release on December 1st. And Ravensburger has already said they know that on the first set of Lorcana, which uh, I, I think it was just called the first chapter, that there was a higher demand than the supply that they've put out. They've already said that at the beginning of next year, uh, they are going to be putting more printings of that out there. So if this is something that you or somebody you know wants to get into and you haven't been able to find the product, um, I, I do think it's going to become more readily available. Maybe not overprinted like we're seeing in stuff like Magic the Gathering. Uh, but yeah, practice patience. Don't pull the trigger and buy some of the stuff at these crazy high prices that, we're, that at least I'm seeing online that's just my opinion though so yeah if i'll i'll keep 
I'll keep you updated on the uh, latest when it comes to Lorcana, because uh, quite frankly, I'm still trying to figure out the uh, the game itself. I think it's cool. Um, like I said, I'm a big Magic the Gathering fan, so of course, if there's a Disney version of Magic the Gathering or some some similance, sibilance, simulacrum, I, I don't know, something similar to it, uh, I'm definitely going to check it out. So uh, there, there is that. Let me know your thoughts on Lorcana. Mainly, have you been able to find it in the wild? <laughs> because uh, your boy definitely has not. But uh, that's all I got this week for uh, Does Does Disney, whether it be news, whether it be This Week in Disney History, or me talking about uh, some new wave for me to burn my money. Um, uh, get at me on the social. L-A-N-D-O-Z. Please go follow me. Landon Doan. I'm the best. Landon Doan. Not the rest. <clears throat> That's where you can follow me. 280 characters at a time. Uh, I also run a website. Buttmunchchips.com. Uh, sit on your button munch. That's uh, where I have really, really outdated stuff. Like stuff I did in my college radio days. Uh, I also appear on the Phil Show, News Talk 98.7, uh, radio station locally here in Knoxville, Tennessee. Uh, we stream 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, uh, News Talk 98.7, uh, terrestrially. Also, News Talk 98.7.com on the uh, World Wide Web. Also available in the News Talk 98.7 app and the uh, iHeartRadio app as well. Um, yeah, had fun this week. Hopefully uh, you did too. Thank you for coming along for the ride. Always greatly appreciate y'all giving me the time that you do. I know there's a million different things out there where y'all could spend your time, and it means the world to me that you give me the time that you do. This is a, a labor of love, and I uh, love to do it for y'all. But uh, until we talk next week, thank a cast member, thank a team member, Disney and Universal, pay your cast members and pay your team members a living wage. We love coming down to your parks. Hell, some of us even tolerate spending all of our money at your parks. But without your cast members, without your team members, none of what you have happens happens. So uh, treat them and pay them like the rock stars that they are. And uh, be decent to each other. You don't know what everybody else has going on in their lives. You don't know how far a kind of word or a kind of gesture could go. And uh, it costs you nothing to be nice. So uh, why not be nice? And uh, breathe. Have a little bit of fun. If you could do both of those things, that would mean the world to me. My name is Landon Dome. Thank you again so much for coming along on this ride we call Does Does Disney because you, you've been great, and I've been Does Does Disney. See y'all next week. Stay tuned for the secret sound, you Jedi scum. Whew, I think I did that podcast in like three breaths. Why did I think it was a good idea to have Taco Bell last night? Ugh. Ah, take a sip of my Dr. Pepper. When you see that possum, you think of me. You know, there's, there's a lot of stuff I can do well. Heck, there's even a couple things I can do very well. But when it comes to graphic design, that is one thing I cannot do at all. Thankfully, I have a friend in Matt and love of the mouse multimedia. You know and love their work. The sleek and soon-to-be-beloved logo for this very podcast, Does Does Disney, that was them. The classic morning monorail logo and all its variants, that was love of the mouse too. And not only does Love of the Mouse have an incredible talent for graphic design, they're easy to work with and collaborate. They listen to your ideas and suggestions, then they bring them to life. 
So if you're looking to start your own blog, podcast, YouTube channel, Etsy shop, whatever creative outlet that you're thinking of, Love of the Mouse can help your brand to stand out in the crowd. Connect with Matt on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram by searching Love of the Mouse Multimedia or at L-O-T-M Multimedia or visit loveofthemousepodcast.com or email loveofthemousepodcast at gmail.com to contact him about your design needs. We're talking logos, social media promos, advertisements, websites, and so much more. And if you're uh, looking for some more awesome Disney content, make sure and subscribe to his show, Love of the Mouse Podcast, on your favorite streaming applications. And tell him the Dawes sent you. I, I, I don't know if that'll get you anything up. I just always wanted to say that. Oh,